Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach, wherever you choose to consume our audio. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Subscribe now. Also, you can help sponsor the podcast for as little as 99 cents per month. The link is in the description on with the show. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you at now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, mop fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi Coffee delivered to you today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Live fans, we're going to talk about the NBA and their COVID-19 protocols, which just got released to the public through ESPN. Just got released to the public, and it is unbelievable what unvaccinated NBA players, the hoops they are about to have to jump through 
And it's unbelievable how different they're going to treat vaccinated players. As it seems, they have missed some facts about the jab. You know, again, we don't care if you get it. That's your decision. We don't care if you don't get it. It's your decision. It is what it is, okay? That's between you and your medical professionals. And there could be some competitive balance issues in the NBA uh, versus quarantining and all kinds of things involving being available. It's like the NBA does not realize that if you've had the jab, you can, in fact, still spread the virus. I don't know if anybody's told the NBA this, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll get to this. Let's get to this article because it's pretty shocking. Unvaccinated NBA players will have lockers as far away as possible from their vaccinated teammates and will have to eat, fly, and ride buses in different sections as part of the league's anticipated COVID-19 health and safety protocols. Well, you're getting segregated. You wanted that, NBA. The protocols were released to teams Thursday in a memo obtained by ESPN. The rules are not final and subject to ongoing talks with the Players Association. I can only imagine. But the guidelines make it clear that vaccinated and unvaccinated players will have very different off-court experiences during the upcoming season. Unvaccinated players will have to undergo testing on game days and practice days, and depending on schedules, could test twice on some game days. Wow. That's ridiculous. Vaccinated players will not undergo daily testing and will only be tested if symptoms come up or if they're exposed to somebody that's confirmed COVID-19 positive. Now, again, NBA, do you realize that people that's had the jab can, in fact, test positive? Yeah. If an unvaccinated player is deemed a close contact to someone who has tested positive, he will have to enter a mandatory seven-day quarantine Vaccinated players are not currently anticipated to face quarantine if they are a close contact, but don't test positive. At Team Mills, the memo calls for unvaccinated players to not sit next to vaccinated teammates, and they have to be at least six feet away from each other. Good God. The same rules apply for team meetings. On flights, the memo says unvaccinated players may be required to be in a section of the plane reserved for team staffers, which could mean less roomy seating. Oh, they may have to ride coach. <laughs> I doubt it, but you, you get the point. It's pretty funny. On buses, unvaccinated players would have to sit away from the other players or in a separate bus from vaccinated players. Wow, they really are segregating the league. The NBA informed teams last week that all coaches and staff members, in addition to game night staff that work within 15 feet of the players or refs, must be fully vaccinated. Also, last week, the NBA and the Referees Union announced an agreement for all referees to be vaccinated. Thursday's memo also said the league hopes to secure an agreement with the union that would call for all players to be tested for COVID-19 antibodies as part of the preseason physicals. Unvaccinated players who have documented recovery from COVID-19 within the last six months may have some protocols relaxed pending final approval. Okay, well, at least that's something. Versus the NBA, versus the NFL. Because the NFL has said to hell with it. We don't care if you've had it. You're carrying the antibodies. We don't care about any of that. So at least that part is a little bit uh, 
I guess a little bit makes a little bit more sense. Again, you know what's funny about all this with the NFL and the Major League Baseball and the NBA? We're still talking about world-class elite athletes here. Phenomenal condition. Most of them are under 40 years of age. I mean, you know, I'm not saying guaranteed that the thing is going to hit them and bounce right off of them, but let's be honest, more than likely that's probably what would what would happen here. And uh, this is going to wear players out in the league. And I cannot believe the amount of separation, the amount of testing they're going to have to do versus vaccinated players. And I think for me, that's where I have a massive problem is how differently they are choosing. They, they're doing it in the NFL too. How differently they are choosing uh, to treat vaccinated versus unvaccinated players uh, you know, based on the fact that, again, you can still spread the virus if you've got vaccinated, okay? that People act like that's not a thing. That is actually still a thing. It really is. And there still are breakthrough cases of vaccinated players where they end up, or, or people when they end up in the hospital, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so it, that's my biggest problem, okay? If you want there to be all this testing, and in some cases, twice a day testing and all this segregation or whatever. Hey, go for the gold. Make it make it mandatory for everybody to follow the same protocol. They're trying coercion to make people go get the jab. We'll make life easier on you, a lot easier on you, if you go get the vaccine. Okay? And I don't like that. I don't like the fact that they're trying to bait the players into getting it. Again, like I said this morning, far as we can tell, LeBron James is not vaccinated. So, LeBron, life is about to get really, really uncomfortable for you going forward. Can you imagine some of these teams not having their star players? The NBA thinks their ratings are bad now. Wait till that happens. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Live. Well, here we go again. The freaking vaccine mandates in Major League Baseball, this time with the Washington Nationals involving a legendary Philadelphia Philly and, when I was growing up, a California Angel. He is the father of Aaron Boone. That's right, the former Yankee, the manager of the Yankees right now. But before that, Bob Boone was a hell of a baseball player. Okay, Bob Boone is not in the Hall of Fame. But he is what you can very much describe as one of those Hall of Very Damn Good players. And he came up in a time when catchers were not expected to hit 25 home runs and have 100 RBIs. But he was a four-time All-Star. He was a multiple-time Gold Glover. And he ended up with 1,800 hits in Major League Baseball. He was a hell of a good ball player back in the day, back in the 70s and 80s. He played till he was 41. Kind of... 
Kind of like the uh, more glorified Jim Sunberg, if anybody remembers Jim Sunberg. Well, the Nationals, the Washington Nationals gave Bob Boone a choice. Get the jab or he'd have to go. And I give Bob Boone a lot of credit for sticking with his guns because Bob Boone said, I'd rather go. Here we here we go. This is outkick. Bob Boom, exec for the Nationals, resigns over the team's vaccine mandate. Bob Boom, vice president of the Nationals for the past 16 years, resigned his position after the team enacted a severe COVID-19 ultimatum for unvaccinated per- personnel. Get vaccinated or get out. Faced with the team's rigid stance on vaccination, Boone declined. He realized that exploring new opportunities at 71 sounded like a deal sweeter than molasses on popcorn. (laughs) Who is this? Alejandro Avila. Yeah, Avila. Yeah, Uh, over at OutKick. Anonymous tip informed the Associated Press on Wednesday that Boone and the Nationals were at an impasse over the vice president's decision to forego the shot. The franchise previously informed personnel about the vaccination mandate and gave them a deadline of August 26 to supply proof that they had received at least one dose. Bob, the father of Aaron Boone, present manager of the New York Yankees, served as a manager to joining the Nationals front office prior to joining. Bob Boone led the Kansas City Royals from 1995 to 97 and the Reds from 2001 to 2003. During his 19-year stretch as a catcher for three ball clubs, the Phillies, the Angels, and the Royals, Boone nabbed four All-Star honors and a seven-time Gold Glove recipient. The Nationals received an official statement regarding Boone's dismissal, reinforcing the organization's policy applies to executives and team personnel alike. As a company, we have a responsibility to do everything we can to keep one another safe and felt that mandating vaccines were absolutely the right thing to do for our employees and our community. A Major League Baseball VP gets the boot over not being vaccinated. What a time. It's absolutely pathetic. Like we've said before, look, you getting a vaccine, that's your personal choice. If you want to, awesome. If you don't, awesome. Okay, that's between you, your doctors, whoever, okay? Uh, But we don't feel like in any way, shape, or form you should have to face losing your job over not putting a substance in your body you don't want in your body. I believe this is a very, in my opinion, a slippery slope for any business to go down, any sports organization to go down. And I think they're sticking their their heads, their business in areas it doesn't belong. You're getting inside what I like to call someone's personal bubble. Hey, you're in my bubble. Get the hell out of my bubble. You don't belong here. Okay, my body, my choice. Right? Right? I'm just saying. And here we have an MLB, look, not so much a legend, but a hell of a good ball player, a career baseball man that has been forced to resign, and a good career baseball man, who has been forced to resign because they didn't give him a choice. Get the shot or get out. Bob Boone, I give you credit for sticking to your guns. You said to hell with y'all, I'll get out. Now, it's very interesting to see 
is you know are any other clubs going to do this? Are ball clubs in Florida going to do this? Ball clubs in Texas going to do this? Arizona going to do this? Could Bob Boone have a future with a different team, maybe in some kind of different role? I mean, you would think the California slash Anaheim slash LA Angels, they're at probably out of the loop. Uh, I don't know about the Kansas City Royals. And uh, I certainly would think probably the Philadelphia Phillies are going to have the same mandates as someplace like the Washington Nationals. I find this repugnant. This is offensive to me. It really is. Um, what a shame. What a shame. But good for you, Bob Boone, for standing up and saying, I'm not doing it. I'm out. So am I. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, as fans of the NFL, or former fans of the NFL, I should say, we actually wanted to watch the games for the games. As a Dallas Cowboys fan, I wanted to watch the NFL to see if Dak Prescott can lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl. If you are a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, you want to see if Tom Brady can lead the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to back-to-back Super Bowls to be the first team to repeat since Tom Brady's 2004 Patriots. No one has ever said, I want to watch the NFL for social justice. Nobody, nobody wants to watch the NFL for that. And yet the NFL has still not learned their lesson. Now, guys, several months ago, we knew that the NFL was going to go super duper woke and double down on the wokeness that they did in 2020. Every sports league, for the most part, doubled down on the wokeness. And then the NFL, their ratings taint. They backed off a little bit, but yet and still, they never learned their lesson. They never did. So, guys, we knew this day was coming, and now we know exactly what will happen in the 2021 NFL season. And, guys, you're probably just going to turn off your television sets, okay? So, let's go over here to ESPN. NFL brings back social justice helmet decals, end zone stencils, as part of Inspire Change Platform. So the stuff that they did last year when people turned off their television sets, they learned nothing. They're going to double down and do it again. Let's read this, folks. NFL players can wear social justice messages on the back of their helmets again this season and, quote, it takes all of us and end racism. We saw that last season. Will be stenciled in end zones for the second straight year as part of the Leeds Inspire Change platform. Unreal. The league will also bring back the Say Their Stories initiative, and for the first time, each team will highlight its social justice work during a regular season home game in weeks 17 and 18. Yeah, because fans really want to know how woke their team is. That's something different right there. But we know these players are not very smart. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they put the name of Antoine Rose Jr. on the back of their helmets last season because the owners told them this is what we're going to do. 
and the dumb players didn't do any research and they were glorifying a criminal. All these players, for the most part, out there glorifying criminals on the back of their helmets. Unreal. And they're going to do it again. And guess what? They're probably not going to question very much of this. It goes on. It says, quote, we are committed to inspire change in the social justice work that inspires change for the long term. Anna Isaacson, NFL senior vice president of social responsibility, told the Associated Press. Yeah. Glorifying criminals yet again. The six messages players can choose from as part of the helmet decal program are in racism. Stop hate. It takes all of us. Black Lives Matter. Oh, boy, we'll get into that. Inspire change and say their stories. Guys. I would say the vast majority of people, 95 percent of people are not racist. Nobody believes in hate. Nobody does. But yet they're going to put Black Lives Matter on the back of helmets. When Black Lives Matter, you know, they're talking about Black Lives Matter. What they really mean is Marx's lives matter. That's what it is. We saw what happened all last summer. BLM burning down city after city. And the NFL is going to allow this to be put on the back of helmets. What change has BLM done? They have done nothing positive, but yet the NFL is going to allow this on helmets. The end zone stencils will be placed on the field for all clubs in all home games, except when another cause is being recognized. For example, during a club salute to service game in racism will be replaced with salute to service in one end zone. And it takes all of us will remain on the opposite side. This year's Say Their Stories features will again be voiced by NFL players, but will involve but will evolve to include social justice heroes. I wonder who those heroes are who will be personally identified by players for their impact in this area, particularly those from their local communities. This is going to be an absolute disaster, guys. For the final two weeks of the regular season, all clubs will receive the relevant banners, goalposts, wraps, stencils, helmet decals, and video board graphics. The elements will continue to be featured during playoff games. Quote, that will provide a unified time frame for us to further amplify all of the work that our clubs are doing, and that will lead into the playoffs where Inspired Change will continue to take center stage, Isaacson said. The key message for us as the season is starting, we are wrapping up again in a big way with our social justice work. The league also worked with New Era and the Players Coalition to offer an Inspire Change knit hat that can be worn on the sideline during week 17 and 18 by players, coaches and other personnel to add additional visibility because they want you to see it to the cause. The hat will be sold to retail and 100 percent of Leeds proceeds will be donated to Inspire Change grant recipients. So there you have it, guys. The wokeness is going to be doubled down. And now we know exactly what the NFL is going to be doing. Glorifying criminals yet again. Since these players actually are going to be having the names of uh, victims of social justice once again, I highly suggest that they actually do their research. But I have little to no confidence that the NFL players are going to do much research. They're just going to go along with what they're told. You know what, guys? I see the ratings declining immensely. 
I really do. I see the ratings declining immensely. And now with all this going on, Black National Anthem, the Black Lives Matter signs. And they're actually going to have fans. Remember last season, there wasn't really a whole lot of fans. But this time around, you're going to have fans. So I'm wondering what the fan reaction to all of this will be. What will the fans do when the Black National Anthem is being played? See, the NFL is really trying to be divisive with all of this. They're not trying to unify people. They're trying to keep us divided. I don't like this whatsoever. Nobody believes in racism. Everybody, for the most part, I believe is is accepting of other people of different races. I truly do believe that, folks. But the NFL still does not get it. They're going to double down. We don't want to see all this stuff in the end zones. People don't tune into that. They don't. And the NFL is just going to have to learn the hard way when people turn off their television sets. And we're going to be right here to give you guys the ratings. We are. I mean, we cover the NFL because, you know, we run a sports channel. But we're going to we're going to definitely tell you guys the reaction because we know that you guys will not be tuning in. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, the NFL going super duper woke yet again. Will they ever learn that lesson? I'm not really sure. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Sports fans, we're going to continue to talk about Bishop Sycamore. This is the high school football team that was wiped out on ESPN 58 to nothing by IMG Academy. And it all seems to be a scam. There's a lot of speculation about this supposed school. The uh, governor of Ohio um, is calling for an investigation into Bishop Sycamore. And guys, now we have a former player on Bishop Sycamore that has come out and really exposed Bishop Sycamore for the scam that it is. And folks, it's even worse than what he even told us because there is more information that we're going to be diving into this. Uh, Dan Patrick had something to say about this as well. Guys, we can probably make 10, 15 videos because there's just so much information. But let's go ahead. Let's listen to the former player talk about Bishop Sycamore. And that is Jay Crawford, formerly of uh, ESPN on Cold Pizza. This is very, very sad here, folks. It really is. So let's listen to this interview here. Well, new information coming to light this afternoon about the mysterious high school football team we told you about yesterday, Bishop Sycamore. The team claiming to be based in Ohio lost in front of an ESPN audience Sunday, final score 58-0 to a team from Florida. Now we can tell you they have fired their head coach. Roy Johnson was fired for not keeping track of injuries and for misleading a marketing team. Today, a four- Okay, and that building right there, folks, I did research on that. 
that is supposedly be the, supposed to be the address of uh, Bishop Sycamore. They don't own that. That is not a school right there, folks. Keep that in mind. Former player of Bishop Sycamore told his story to Kevin Landers of our sister station in Columbus. Aaron Boyd recalls this pitch he got from coaches to leave Cincinnati and play high school football in Columbus. When we first moved in, uh, they told us that we didn't have our facility built yet, so we were staying in the hotel in uh, Delaware, Ohio. So we were staying there. We all thought we were just waiting for our dorms. No dorms were built because this was an online school and there was no money or food, he said. So the then 15-year-old says he and other players did what they had to do. Dine and dash, like take food from grocery stores, all that. Like wow. So these kids that were sold a lie were provided no food and they had to go out and steal just to eat. These people that are running Bishop Sycamore need to be arrested just for that. Many players his age, he dreamed of playing against IMG, a high school football powerhouse that was featured last weekend on ESPN against the newest version of Christians of Faith Academy, now called Bishop Sycamore. Now, he brings up Christians of Faith Academy. We're going to be getting into that. And he called it the newest version. Bishop Sycamore is a new version of Christians of Faith. Keep that in mind. We're going to get into that. But his year, he never played against IMG. It's because we wasn't a real school. And he said there was little emphasis on education. We wasn't going to school. I wanted to actually come and go to a real school. Like, it got to a point, like, we wasn't going to school. And, like, I thought it was cool at first. And then, like, it was like, man, like, what am I doing? Like, As for kids looking at going to the school now, Boyd has this message. Don't go because it's a waste of time. Wow. So Landers was scheduled to interview the actual director of the school, but says Andre Peterson never showed up for the scheduled Zoom call. Now, former head coach Roy Johnson, who we told you was fired, actually has a warrant, Betsy, out for his arrest. He's facing a civil lawsuit for alleged fraud. Mm. We've also learned today that at least five future opponents of Bishop Sycamore, including St. Ed's, which was scheduled for Friday, September 24th, have canceled their scheduled games. And Bet we're going to get more into that, too. See, when you put all of this together, I would be stunned if Bishop Sycamore ever plays another football game. I don't see how that can possibly happen. I don't know how it could happen either. And yeah. of course, stuck in the middle of all this are these kids. And that's, you know, they want to play football. It's not a perfect scenario. They have dreams like everybody else mm -hmm. does. They just want to get on the big stage, show what they can do. Sure. And, man, this has just been a smackdown on And them. in the case of the player that was interviewed, he was sold a bill of goods that didn't exist. Right. Now, imagine you're 14, 15, 16 years old. You have dreams of playing at a Division One college football yep. program. And someone calls you and says, we're building a powerhouse here. It's going to be a nationally ranked power. And you get there and there's no dorms, there's yeah. no food. These right. kids were stealing meals. Criminal. Unfortunate. We'll continue to follow the story wherever it goes. Now, that is really, really sad, guys, that those kids were out there stealing food to eat because this fate school did not provide them with anything. Nothing. But however, check this out. We actually said yesterday that uh, four teams had um, canceled all the remaining games with uh, Bishop Sycamore. And now 
all the teams on Bishop Sycamore's schedule have canceled games. They have no games on their schedule, and rightly so. This is not a real school. This is nothing more than a scam. It's a complete scam to get money. Even Dan Patrick here. He said uh, yesterday, we reached out to the coaching staff at Bishop Sycamore about joining us for an interview, and we were told that we needed to offer compensation to have them on. They wanted the Dan Patrick show to pay them to come on and check this out. Dan Patrick says, quote, we don't pay guests. $50, $100. How much is enough? Like how much is it for a high school coach? These people are all in it for the money and nothing more. They want to use kids to fatten their pocketbooks. Nothing more. But let's go into this. Remember, we were talking about uh, Christians of Faith Academy. Check this out. Before Bishop Sycamore, there was Christians of Faith Academy, along with lawsuits and unanswered questions. It mirrors exactly what was going on with Bishop Sycamore. And it gets worse than that, folks, because essentially Bishop Sycamore is Christians of Faith Academy, folks. Check this out. It says here, the craziest part of the Bishop Sycamore story isn't that a possibly fictitious school sprouted up in Columbus, Ohio, and started scheduling football games against a string of powerhouse programs around the country. It's that this had already been done before and by many of the same people. Just three years ago, a school called Christians of Faith Academy was created in Columbus under the dubious, uh, under same dubious circumstances with a football team serving as its long public face. The school did not appear to have a legitimate physical address. The same with Bishop Sycamore. It's unclear what schooling actually took place. And you already heard the uh, kid from Bishop Sycamore saying they didn't really do school because it's not a real school. And it was run by a similar cast of characters who have been involved with Bishop Sycamore, including Roy Johnson, who just got fired, who went on to become the head football coach at the current school before he was fired earlier this week. Quote, it is using the exact same methods, the exact same schemes with the exact people, same people, said uh, Ben Fiore, who investigated Christians of uh, Faith Academy during his previous job as the assistant director of officiating and sports management at the Ohio School Athletic Association. Quote, in some of Bishop Sycamore's early games in 2019, the first season that they played, they wore Christians of Faith Academy's uniforms. So, yeah, it was the exact same scam. They simply changed the name. Unbelievable, guys. Absolutely unbelievable. And there's other articles out there about uh, Bishop Sycamore. They're using an address that isn't even theirs. They don't actually own anything. And the owners of that actual address We're telling Bishop Sycamore, hey, you guys got to stop using our address um, as a mailing address because you guys don't own anything. This whole thing is a complete scam. They don't have a school. They actually don't um, provide any type of education. This is a complete and utter scam. All these people need to be arrested because they are using and jeopardizing these uh, these students, because when they play that game, 
with a IMG Academy on Sunday on ESPN. They played two days prior. They are jeopardizing the health of these kids, putting them in danger. And apparently Roy Johnson was fired because uh, he wasn't keeping track right of injuries of these kids. They are endangering these children. This is a shame. This is this is just a complete scam. These people need to be locked up in jail, investigated and locked up in jail. This is ridiculous, completely ridiculous. And I'm not letting ESPN off the hook. They should have did their due diligence. This is what happens. I said it before. When you get greedy, they needed somebody to play IMG Academy. And Bishop Sycamore was the one because this uh, marketing firm reached out. And Bishop Sycamore lied to them, lied to them. But ESPN does not get a pass on this. Absolutely not. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Bishop Sycamore exposed as a complete fraud by a former player. And now more evidence out there. Bishop Sycamore is nothing more than Christians of Faith Academy. Same thing. They wore the same uniforms and the same scam was run. Unbelievable, guys. Absolutely unbelievable. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, black and white sports fans. Yesterday, the world said goodbye to Matt Kellerman on ESPN's first take. Now, he was the permanent replacement for Skip Bayless when Skip Bayless left to go to FS1. And, of course, Skip Bayless has been hosting Undisputed with Shannon Sharp ever since then. So now, Stephen A. Smith is the man over on ESPN First Take. He always has been since Skip Bayless actually left. And Stephen A. Smith has been calling the shots on that show. Stephen A. Smith wanted Matt Kellerman gone. Guess what? The higher-ups at ESPN said, okay, whatever you want, Stephen A. Smith, he's out of there. So Matt Kellerman is now faded into the sunset at ESPN. He's going to do some other stuff that nobody's going to be caring to watch whatsoever. But now, guys, we actually know who is going to be replacing Matt Kellerman on the show. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into this, guys, because one of these people is actually one of my favorite football players of all time and also Rhodes's favorite NFL wide receiver of all time. And I'm talking about the playmaker, Michael Irvin, and also Tim Tebow, who Stephen A. Smith calls my friend, you know, so. Tim Tebow, Michael Irvin will be regular guest hosts on ESPN's first take debating Stephen A. Smith. And guys, if you know Michael Irvin, you know, they're probably going to bring the fire with uh, Stephen A. Smith. And Tim Tebow is a lot more soft spoken. So they're not going to be appearing on the show all at the same time. But we'll be diving into when they will actually be be appearing because it will be on different days of the week. So let's go ahead. Let's do this. 
ESPN's popular debate talk show will have a new format and will bring in guest hosts and former NFL players Michael Irvin and Tim Tebow to book in the week the week's broadcasts. The network announced a new format that is set to start Monday. So this Monday in which former Dallas Cowboys receiver and NFL Hall of Famer Irving will appear as a guest host on the show every Monday and former NFL quarterback and Heisman Trophy winner Tebow will appear on Fridays. The Monday broadcast with Irving will recap the previous day's NFL action while the Friday broadcast with Tebow will look ahead to the weekend's slate of college football games. So different format. Mondays, we know that's going to be coming off of uh, Sundays, which is the most games that the NFL has. And guys, I must say, I must admit, the Monday slot with Michael Irving seems very, very interesting to me because what do we know about Stephen A. Smith? He absolutely hates the Dallas Cowboys. Michael Irvin, Hall of Fame player for the Dallas Cowboys. And I can only imagine, man, they they will be bringing the fire on Monday. I must admit, that sounds really good. That sounds like a very good show on Monday. So I got to admit that, okay? Now, Tim Tebow on Fridays, college football. I'm not really that much into college football, but I feel it's going to be a lot more soft-spoken based on the way Tebow is, you know, previewing the um, the upcoming games on the weekend. But however, with Michael Irvin, they're going to be recapping the games. And you know, the Dallas Cowboys will be a story every single Monday on that show. It says opposite the guest host will be First State Stable, Stephen A. Smith and host Molly Kiram Rose. So Molly Kiram is not going anywhere. I know a lot of people actually want her gone from First State. She's not going anywhere. Quote, this new format will pair Smith with new voices and perspectives every day of the week who will challenge him on the specific area of expertise in a completely new way. Senior coordinating producer of First Take, Antoine Lewis, said in a statement. On the rest of the weekdays, the First Take broadcast will feature guest hosts who are analysts and experts within ESPN roster talent. This marks the show's latest attempt to find a long-term host since the departure of Skip Bayless in 2016. It also signals a new era for the show, which saw former host Max Kellerman depart. Kellerman had been a host opposite Smith for five years, but his last episode was this Wednesday. Kellerman will now move to ESPN Radio with Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams. That makes his debut September 7th. Irvin is also an analyst on NFL Network. Tebow, 34, most recently tried to make a comeback to the NFL, joining the Jacksonville Jaguars as a tight end and under coach Urban Meyer who worked closely with Tebow when they were together with the Florida Gators. The Jaguars released Tebow uh, was cut by Jacksonville August 17th. So there you have it, guys. And the other days of the week, it's going to be your Kendrick Perkins and people like that. The middle of the week is probably going to be rough on ESPN first take. I, I must admit that. The people that they have lined up doesn't really seem that interesting to me. But Mondays. Seem very interesting with the playmaker. You know, also my favorite wide receiver of all time because I'm a Cowboys fan. Won three Super Bowls. Stephen A. Smith, Michael Irving going head to head on the Cowboys. That sounds like must watch TV to me, folks. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? 
black and white sports fans, Michael Irvin and Tim Tebow replaced Matt Kellerman on ESPN First Take. How do you guys actually feel about that? Let us know down in the comments below. Seems interesting to me, especially with the playmaker. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, black and white sports fans. Well, it seems like we were destined to go down this road. The comparison between Cam Newton and the Colin Kaepernick situation and whether or not Cam Newton is going to be blackballed because of lack of having the jab. Now, in my opinion, the situations could not be more different. Uh, one, you're talking about somebody literally shooting a substance into their body, an actual medical issue, a medical mandate that, in my opinion, the league shouldn't have anyway. Okay? I don't care about the jab. If you want to get the jab, fine. If you don't, fine. But the point is, the NFL's put all these rules in place to make things like not having the vaccine extremely difficult on players and did it it absolutely make a difference for Cam Newton sure it did because when their ridiculous rules kicked in and he got knocked out for five uh practices of training camp it was the time for Mac Jones to take that job which he had almost taken anyway but it it, it allowed him to take that job and run out the door with it and not come back well, now there's comparisons being drawn to Colin Kaepernick. Of course, the perception by the ultra-wokes is that Colin Kaepernick has been blackballed in the NFL. I never agreed with this sentiment. Did I think owners wanted to sign him? No. Why? Because the NFL is a business, and it was going to be extremely bad business and bad optics to sign somebody that goes out there and preaches an anti-American sentiment, kneels for the national anthem, and something that uh, paying customers don't appreciate when they go to watch a football game. Could not be more different than Cam. Okay? Now, I've also said this. The biggest thing that got Colin Kaepernick kicked out of the league wasn't all this ancillary shit that I didn't like. It was the fact that Colin Kaepernick was a number 27 to 32 starting quarterback in the NFL. He wasn't Aaron Rodgers. He wasn't Patrick Mahomes, and he wasn't Tom Brady. If he'd have played like any of the three, his ass would have never got booted out of the league. So make no mistake, owners said, huh, a low-end starting quarterback slash high-end backup and all this drama, or we can make a good business decision and not sign him. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. In other words, his performance on the field did not outweigh the BS that came with all of his antics. Okay. Now, Cam Newton is another situation. Now, based on the league mandated rules, yeah, Cam's going to have a very hard time getting a job. 
Dallas Cowboys are already sniffing around Cam. But I don't care what anybody says. Cam Newton's a better quarterback than Colin Kaepernick every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Even now, Boston Sports Radio host compares Cam Newton to Colin Kaepernick. Could the NFL blackball him for his vaccination status? The Patriots shocked the NFL world by cutting Cam Newton earlier this week, despite Bill Belichick previously listing the quarterback as their starter. After deciding to move forward with rookie quarterback Mac Jones, the Patriots left Newton searching for a new job. Although Belichick said that Newton's vaccination status had nothing to do with the decision, the former NFL MVP might find it difficult to find another job without the jab. New York Post came out yesterday and confirmed Cam's vaccination status absolutely played a role here. Now, what kind of role? We don't know exactly. But we think the the biggest thing is it caused him to get put in the COVID protocol from a ridiculous rule that the NFL set forth for unvaccinated players. And Mac Jones secured the job away from Cam Newton at that point. Okay? Does anyone care about Cam Newton anymore in the league? Or does he just drift off? Rob Bradford asked, filling in for Greg Hill on WEEI's morning show in Boston. Quote, maybe the vaccine makes teams a little hesitant. Co-host and former NFL player Jermaine Wiggins added, WEEI morning show wondered if Newton's vaccination status would ultimately end his playing career similar to Colin Kaepernick's after being blackballed by the NFL after taking a knee during the national anthem. He wasn't blackballed, but okay. Could we be looking at the same sort of thing where nobody gave Cam a chance? He deserved a chance, which is what we were saying about Kaepernick. Not the exact same as Kaepernick, he continued on WEI, but we could be set, he could be setting out here a year out. Cam Newton might not play this entire season. The chance of him landing a job next year, a year older, not good by the way, not vaccinated. He's going to be screaming and yelling. Why isn't anyone giving me a chance? And then it goes on to talk about the fact that Kaepernick knelt for social justice, but his message was suppressed by people that were patriots. Okay, great. Unvaccinated free agents will have a harder time signing with NFL teams considering the strict rules enforced on the players who refuse the jab. COVID protocols might make it harder for Newton to find a job. But Kaepernick never posed a threat to uh, posed a risk to NFL rosters while bringing in an unvaccinated player does. Really, you don't think Kaepernick uh, could bring a negative influence onto the a locker room of an NFL team? Really, is that what you truly think? Because odds are there's some probably some Patriots on some NFL teams around the league. They just don't say nothing because they know they're going to get their asses canceled. And they'll have their agent calling going, what are you doing? You're never getting in the Hall of Fame now. I truly think that's an issue. I do. Uh, I think a lot of these agents have squashed the message of players that would like to step up and say something. But I think the teams and the culture, we've just found out the NFL is going to double down on their social justice BS. Okay. Uh, Their social justice agenda is more important than allowing a guy like Cam Newton to have a job. Is Cam Newton a better quarterback than Colin Kaepernick? Yeah. But will Cam Newton have a hard time finding a job? 
maybe, maybe not. Okay? Uh, I think some teams are going to call and say, look, if he'll take the jab, we'll bring him in. But I just don't know that Cam will do that. And you know what? Bravo to Cam for standing up to his own personal rights. Now, this is a case where Cam Newton truly, unlike Colin Kaepernick, truly sacrificed his job for his own personal freedom. That I can appreciate. Anti-American sentiment? No, not many teams are going to want to bring that onto their club. It's negative, and it hurts the bottom line. The NFL is still a business. In no way are people going to boycott the NFL over Cam Newton not getting a jab. I don't care who you are. Colin Kaepernick? A bunch of people boycotted over that. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace, I'm out. Until next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Sports fans, we are going to talk about the NBA and whether or not these players are actually vaccinated. That's right, because it seems, much like in the NFL, it could cause a massive competitive balance issue in the NBA. This is going to become a huge story because we're closing in, believe it or not, on the Marxist NBA of China, and their training camp starting already later this month, which is just wild. It seems like the season just ended. But... As you guys know, hey, we can't wait for the NBA to come back because we'll knock them out like we always do. And I find it funny that certain players, LeBron James, still has not disclosed his vaccination status because, as we know, LeBron James and his voting organization wrapped his loving arms around the exact people in these cities and in the White House that are trying to impose these very mandates. Oh, but all of a sudden, his vaccination status is too too personal to let out there, even though you'll run your mouth about everything else. Very quickly, in honor of the NBA, you can go over to our merch store. Grab anything out of the merch store through the end of this weekend. Use promo code SITDOWN. That's right. In honor of the NBA players that could be riding the pine, Promo code SITDOWN will get you 25% off anything in the merch store. Unvaxxed NBA players reportedly won't be allowed to play in cities with indoor vaccine mandates. The NBA cannot impose vaccine mandates on its players without consent from the NBA Players Association. But that doesn't excuse them from following city-enforced protocols. According to The Athletic, unvaccinated players for teams that play in cities with indoor vaccine mandates will not be allowed to enter their home arenas without approved medical or religious exemptions. That means players on the Knicks, Nets, and Warriors must be fully vaccinated to enter the facilities. Most NBA players have been quiet about their vaccination status. But that will change when training camp begins later this month. During the NBA playoffs last year, we learned the NBA PA president, Chris Paul, was reportedly vaccinated, encouraging others to get the jab. But Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving, Steph Curry, all who play in cities with indoor vaccine mandates, have kept their vaccination status quiet. 
any of the superstars unable to play in the 41 home games because they do not get vaccinated, it would be it would have major ramifications on the NBA season, especially as visiting players would be exempt of those local requirements. Wow. So far, New York City and San Francisco are the only NBA cities with vaccine mandates, but others, such as L.A., LeBron James, could certainly follow suit as the Delta variant continues to spread rapidly. If L.A. does impose indoor vaccine mandates, LeBron James would finally have to answer whether or not he has gotten the jab. I find this hilarious. I find this hilarious. Again, you know, I would normally be like, look, it's your decision to go get the jab. It's your decision to disclose whether you get the jab. But when somebody like LeBron James runs his mouth about everything under the sun and you went on a massive campaign last year to get these lunatics and their ringleader up in the White House voted in, yeah, I think you should come out and put your money where your mouth is and disclose whether or not you have gotten a jab. Okay? Supposedly, you guys are so worried about it that you voted this guy in the office, theoretically, voted this guy in the office, but now, when push comes to shove, you want to be quiet as a church mouse. I find that ridiculous. I also find it funny that the NBA could have major issues just like the NFL heading into the season surrounding whether or not these players got the jab. And yeah, will L.A. and places like Sacramento probably pass these mandates? Absolutely. That's coming, I guarantee you, as people continue to freak out over the Wuhan virus. So funny. The NBA is about to have a major major issue on its hands and we get to find out who are the NBA's versions of Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, Cam Newton, and so many others, except again, they went on different campaigns surrounding supporting these people and now they may have to sit down and not play, not even dress, not even come into the arena to support their team based on the decisions they have decided to make surrounding whether or not they've gotten the jab. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Make sure you hit subscribe. Go out, find our podcast. It's growing like crazy. Thousands of listens a week now. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.